We saved serious cash with our Progressive Home and Auto Bundle and used the money to buy a new boat. Who's ready to water ski? (laughs) This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough for a new boat. They'll probably spend it on rent or gas money or maybe one of those little plastic wading pools for the yard. Ahoy there! Is what the captain might say on the toy boat in your wading pool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, North. So I'm gonna ready this Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. People are calling this Techtober. Mostly because we've had the surface announcement this week. The Google announcement is either next week or the week after. There it's highly suspected that we're getting another Apple announcement in late October for them to cover. A MacBook Pro that isn't an absolute abysmal failure of a laptop. And Huawei is also expected to announce it. You know, they might be right. And I, for one, actually would welcome a MacBook Pro that isn't an embarrassment to all laptop kind. I'm sorry, Mac fans, but you do not have a single good laptop option in the new market. You can lie to yourselves all you want. You don't. But that's not the topic of today. The topic of today is actually not even Apple. I don't even think Apple's actually in this news, like, at all. Oh, yeah. And they'll still be a pain pain repair. Thank you, Lip Smash. Yes, they will still be abysmally bad to repair. But then again, I mean, Apple's not guilty in that alone. The Surface laptops have been even worse to repair. Such as even getting into it destroys the chassis. Like, that's even more taboo than soldering the SSD to the main board, which is still like a 1 out of 10 in my book. It displeases me greatly. But then again, also soldering the RAM to the main board also displeased me greatly. And that's becoming more accepted. Freaking laptops in general, outside of the pro user market, like, disappoint me completely. But then, of course, as Lich is, is saying in the chat, there's also the moments of just like, oh, yeah, we're, we uh, we put the, the plate on in such a way that you have to know to lift it forward first, then up, even though that makes it, that actually makes the structure weaker by having those mechanisms in there just to tick you off a bit more. We have over 20 screws you have to take off before you can take off the logic board because we put the screws for the heat sink, which are on the opposite side of the board, on the other side of the board for no adequately good explored reason other than to make a repair technician's life an abysmal hell. Like, I used to repair Apple laptops. I literally can't. It is physically impossible for someone like me who has repaired countless laptops. I still treat my own laptops. 
I actually can't, I don't even, how did Apple do this? They're not even in the news. And they keep doing this nonsense that just has me, has me rant about it. All right, let's actually get on topic. Should we, maybe we should actually start the show. What a novel concept, actually starting the show that we're doing. Let's talk about Google. Google, <laughs> it has been revealed. And actually, this, this story actually annoys me for a number of reasons. This is important, but the way this story is told is also very telling about how various tech outlets report news. I want you to keep that in mind as I talk about this story in the order that every tech outlet ever talks about this. Google researchers find severe Android security flaw that affects Pixels, Samsung phones, and more. This from BGR. And keep in mind, BGR is not alone in this. Almost everyone else reported this in this way. That's the headline I just mentioned, okay? Severe Android security flaw affects Pixels, Samsung phones, and more. There is a zero-day security vulnerability that was found way back in December 2017 that could allow an attacker to spy on a victim's device. The number of potentially affected devices is incredibly high as it affects handsets like the Pixel, the Pixel 2, the Galaxy S9, and the Huawei P20 series. All right, you see how we go from, hey, this this massive security vulnerability affects so many phones, and so far we've narrowed it down to, say, oh, I don't know, only like a dozen models? This gets better, though. However, it's not all bad news, as the companies are already rolling out fixes. Uh, By the way, I also just recently got a fix on my S10. Uh, Make sure you update your phones. All right. This continues, though. And... The flaw does not allow the attacker to get remote access of the device... And the vulnerability can only be exploited by installing corrupted third-party apps by sideloading them. Are you... Really? We have gone from this is a massive vulnerability and we need to panic to the only way for this vulnerability to work is to sideload a virus! This is not a story. It isn't. Because guess what? If you manage to trick the user into sideloading any piece of malware, 
I mean, that's it. It, it makes it sound like this is, this is some sort of serious problem that that you need to go and update your phones right now. Oh, my God. Everyone panic. Everyone panic. When in reality, you have to, like, disobey one of the four key rules about using a device. Even my grandmother knows not to, not to sideload install apps. Come on, this is shameful. But this is the kind of garbage that is put out there. And in fact, stories like this is why I started Eagle Eyes on Tech in the first place. Because of non-stories like this. But you know what my personal favorite is? Is that other podcast curators, every other one are called news aggregators. Which is basically what I do, except I also inject my own opinion in them, which is why I'm a talk show and not a journalist. They just pass this on. They just pass it on and let it keep sounding like the serious story that they want it to sound like. Except it's not. So, let's go over how to not not get caught by this security vulnerability. So, step one, update your phone. If you're an Android user, you are practically always foaming at the mouth anyway for the next update you get, unless that update turns out to brick your, your device. I mean, it's pretty much true. For Android users, you are always drooling for the next update because it rolls out so slowly and you want that cool new update, you know, until you find out that uh, your phone's capability was just suddenly cut in half and then you're angry and then you root your phone and then you brick it by accident and the the, the update your phone regardless, though, <laughs> like seriously. Plenty of security vulnerabilities that are actually legit and not shameless like this one. All right, that's step one for avoiding this security vulnerability. Way two, just install apps from the Play Store. If you aren't sure about sideloading an app, don't. It's that simple. Don't sideload. Should you download that that uh, .app file from virus.com? No! Just don't. It's that simple. There. Easiest way to avoid this. All right, now for an actual security story, which honestly is oddly hilarious. There is a WhatsApp bug that, and I kid you not, allows an attacker to steal files off your phone and off your messages apps. And this actually goes outside of WhatsApp. 
And they do it by sending a malware-infected GIF. And yes, it's pronounced GIF. I don't care that the actual creator of the file format says, says it's pronounced GIF. He's wrong. The inter- We outnumber him. Or her. I actually can't remember if it's a guy or, or a girl who, uh, who, who invented the, the, the GIF. And already the chat is starting to uh, talk about the, the Jarfix interchange format. I'm just saying, we outnumber them. I guarantee you, over two-thirds of the internet says it's GIF. Therefore, we are correct. Majority rules, GG. But yeah, I mean, unlike the previous security story, this one actually is both scary and hilarious. Because it is completely legit. So, um, what do you do? Well, there's really two things you can do here. Uh, one, you could just be me and not use WhatsApp and laugh hilariously at people who do use WhatsApp. Or two, you could, uh, follow the rules of stranger danger and... Don't talk to strangers on WhatsApp. That being said, though, or you can, you know, do the normally accepted thing and just update WhatsApp. What a concept! Because, of course, this has been fixed in the latest version of WhatsApp. The specific version number you're going to be looking for is... WhatsApp version, version, did I say version, version? WhatsApp version 2.19.244. Yes, and as uh, DK0 in in the chat says, make sure you also update uh, strangerdanger.exe. In a related story, if you actually have a file called strangerdanger.exe, you probably shouldn't open that because that does sound like a meme virus. We'll be perfectly honest here. All right, let's shift gears from security to privacy, some of which do go hand in hand. Amazon is bolstering their privacy program, making it so that, well, you can choose to opt in to having Alexa spy on you. I apologize for saying Alexa. I have been doing a good job of not saying that, and then I just went and did it. I apologize. There, that pause was for all you Echo users out there so Alexa could shut up. God! This is what I get for recording this podcast early in the morning. 
I. <laughs> All right. Anyway, enough messing around. The Echo devices, if you've been living under a rock, it has been revealed that the Echo devices have their mics always on. They are always listening for you to say the keyword, which I have mistakenly said, I think, I think six dozen times now by complete accident. And in fact, everything has been listening to that wasn't the command word followed by your command has been saved and employees of Amazon were listening to it. By the way, if you've been living on this rock, you will also be shocked, underline shocked, to find out that Google and Apple have both been doing this with their Google Home program and also the uh, Apple Assistant program it built into their HomePod. So, you can now have privacy controls to auto-delete recordings and for, and to enable something called a home mode for your ring cameras. So, this is going to all be great so that, you know, we, we don't have any problems. It's good, right? Right? It's all good. Everyone's happy. All right, quick. Raise a hands. Who trusts Amazon in this? Like, that's the thing. They can announce these sort of features, these sort of... What's the right word? Programs to help protect your privacy. But how do we know? And for the most part, those who are actually paranoid about this aren't going to trust this anyway. Those who would be okay with this sort of program, well, they've already—they're already so much in the know. They're like, whatever. Amazon already knows that—that that, uh, say, in my case, that I've been looking up refrigerator parts, or in earlier me cases, that I've been looking up what the going used rate is for a whole bunch of enterprise gear to do to do all sorts of server stuff. Amazon already knows a creepy amount of, about me. I mean, whatever. And for crying out loud, my Echo device seems to be so bad at listening to its command word that it freaking never listens to me anyway. In my opinion, whatever whatever they're get whatever my Echo device is hearing from me. So what do I care? Wee! For all I know, I'm the last bastion of privacy in all of tech. Just because my devices can't seem to understand me. Yeah, or, or or like Rabbit Immune in the chat says, uh, Amazon just just turns out they've been making Optimus Prime this whole time. Optimus Prime goes rogue, exterminates all humanity, you know, whatever. Or or as DK Zero in the chat says, you know, the the freaking um, the Echo Assistant becomes Skynet. I'm not sure. I think uh, I think par- I think parts of chat are trying to make me say the Echo keyword again. 
which is kind of funny because my Echo's command word is Echo. So every time I say Echo, it should be activating, but mine's also on the opposite end of the apartment. There is no way it's being triggered by that. All right, before we get to our first break, I've got a fun one for you. So remember how we've been talking about Joy-Con drift? Funny enough, I still need to actually look up how to get in on getting my Joy-Cons replaced with ones that won't suffer from Joy-Con drift. Like, I, I never use my Switch now as a portable device because the controllers on it are terrible. But anyway, it turns out that um that Switch Lite that came out, that $200 uh, Switch that can't switch, so it's not really as much of a Switch, but it is a Switch because it's technically a Switch, but can't switch like a Switch. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, it turns out Nintendo didn't learn squat, and it's using the exact same joystick as the Joy-Cons built into the normal Switch. So yes, despite the fact that the Switch Lite does not technically have Joy-Cons, it too will suffer from Joy-Con drift. And you know what the best part is? Unlike your Switch, where if I finally like caved in, I could just spend 60 bucks, get new Joy-Cons and just replace them. I know there's a program out there to do it for free, which is why I'm holding off on doing that. But if this happens on the Switch Lite, which... Oh, someone in the chat corrected me. It's 80 bucks. I digress, though. If you want to do this for the Switch for the Switch Lite, you can't. Remember, it's built into the device. The only way you're replacing that is with the actual physical joystick component and a soldering iron. Oof. So yeah, um, to the surprise of no one, the Joy-Con Drift lawsuit is uh, expanding to include users of the Switch Lite. Whoops. Now, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Well, I know what to tell you. You know, I've been saying, you know how I said before that, um, you know, if you really want to save the hundred bucks, I guess get a switch light. But to me, the um, the flexibility of the Switch is what makes it appealing. I would just save up the additional $100 to get a Switch. Well, now I really would save up the additional $100 to get a Switch. Because here's the thing. The newer Switches now have a different model internally. It has a better battery. It has, a f- it has two fixed Joy-Cons. So now it's just more evident there is no reason 
to get a Switch Lite, assuming you know this information. Unless you know you like saving $100 to get... What's a good word for it? Pick a word on your joysticks. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we still have all the Microsoft Surface announcements, including how the most exciting of them don't really matter. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So last week... The uh, OnePlus revealed the OnePlus 7T, which was a phone that made a whole lot of tech reviewers go, but why? And honestly, as someone who's just kind of there, as far as phones go, like, I I I could care less for the most part. I I just want a phone that works. That's all I want. I could care less if it has an if it has a ultrasonic fingerprint reader versus an optical one. Does it work? Does the blasted thing run? Can I take pictures while I'm at a convention and have it not look like utter garbage? Can it make a call? Can I stream while driving a truck in it? Actually, I can't anymore because the only app I could find that let me do that was on iOS because of the text-to-speech function, but that's a story for another day. Anyway, the point is, is that I'm kind of agnostic when it comes to super high-end phones, but I'm still fascinated by what they try to do to make you get a new phone. So here we have the OnePlus 7T, which is kind of a cheap version of the 7 Pro. And what it did was pretty much, it was a OnePlus 7 Pro, except it did not have a pop-up camera. It had a teardrop notch. I'm not going to talk about the notch a whole lot, because it's just going to make me go into a six-hour rant. And it just put a giant circular camera bump on the back where it holds its three cameras. Well, T-Mobile has made the executive decision that if you wanted, wanted to spend more to not have a notch and not have a giant camera bump on the back, then you aren't for T-Mobile because they're just not selling it. They're instead just saying, you know, we're just going to let you only get the 7T. Normally, I wouldn't care. But there's a couple of things about this that kind of annoy me. Because first off, why? Why not just carry them both? It's not like the 7 Pro is suddenly incompatible with the network. Why wouldn't you just, oh, I don't know, sell it? Seems like a no-brainer to me. Why not just have both phones? Phones. 
what worried about you know, about the freaking three or four phones you have in have in stock at the store taking up space fine make it an online only deal it just seems kind of stupid to do this sort of thing now don't quote me on this uh let's smash in the chat asked do either of them have a headphone jack I believe the 7 Pro does, and the 7T does not. But I could be wrong. That is kind of the thing, though. That's what most people care about in a phone. Does it have a headphone jack, and does it have the notch? Because the notch just ends up being obnoxious, and... I'm not going to lie. I used to be like, who cares? Everyone has a Bluetooth headset. I've actually found myself now using wired headphones more often. So my S10 actually having the headphone jack has just been, oh. Yeah. All right. We're going to shift gears and go to EU Law. Which is getting so numerous that I might as well just start switching. I don't know why. Okay. All right. Anyway, I got distracted by the chat. So Google is in court regarding the iPhone. This is kind of one of those like, why? Why is this a thing? Well, you're going to love this. This is a case that should... (sighs) I have a hard time taking this case seriously. All right, let me actually talk about it. A group in the UK called, and I kid you not, Google You Owe Us is seeking 3.2 billion pounds. That's about just under 4 billion US dollars. Because of the amount of data collecting that goes on in the iOS version of Google Chrome. (sighs) Really? Really? That's what's worthy of a lawsuit. All right. Well, I, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go sue McDonald's now, uh, accusing them of not informing me that their French fries contain oil and potato. What? Why are you looking at me like that? This is the same thing. Holy cow! Yeah, my example of the french fries seems obvious. It's Google! How the heck do you think Google makes money? It's collecting your info and selling you ads. It would be like me suing... Who makes this mic? Audio-Technica. Because their device listens in on what I say and transmits it to an audience. No! I am actually curious to see where this lawsuit goes. Because I know that this is a U.S. court. 
there is a decent chance it would get thrown out. But because it's in the EU, and the EU has a hard-on for ramming Google and Facebook as much as they can, it might actually go somewhere, even though this is, like, this is a lawsuit that maybe, and again, maybe it's because I'm too in the know. Maybe it's because I report on this sort of stuff every week. Maybe it's because I go out of my way to learn as much about technology as I can. That this just seems so bloody obvious to me. But holy cow! <sighs> Alright, I needed to yell at a microphone today. I, I think I got it out of my system. Let, let, let's go move on to the next story. What is next on the story? Okay, past me who set up the stack is hilarious. Let's shift gears. Google is now rolling out a not spying on you mode for Google Maps. I wonder if the two stories are connected. <laughs> so yeah, you can now use Google Maps <laughs> is uh you can now use past Google Map or or I'm sorry, you can now use Google Maps in incognito mode so that that information is not stored theoretically. In addition, this rollout is also introducing auto delete for your YouTube history. Which some people will probably appreciate that. Some people will appreciate the fact that you can, in fact, go back and just automatically delete what you browse on YouTube. Because Lord knows, we've all gone down those weird YouTube rabbit holes and ended up in weird spots, like learning, like learning true facts about the echidna. When you first started off just trying to learn about an AMD Epic processor or something weird like that. I mean, we've all done it. So the auto-delete feature is nice. On the other hand, though, I cannot tell you how many times looking back at my YouTube history has been super helpful for trying to remember what the heck was the name of that awesome song that I heard while I was working, while I was working at work. Well, I have mixed feelings about that one. I probably won't enable it, but I'm sure other people will appreciate the feature. So there you go. You can now set it so that you won't be spied on while you use maps. To which I also remind you, Google spies on you. It's kind of their thing. If you didn't know that, you should listen to Eagle Eyes on Tech. Which might be the podcast you're listening to right now. All right, let's actually shift gears. Rocket League, after being bought by Epic, is releasing plans to get rid of loot boxes altogether. Yeah, that's neat and all, but um, 
I don't know. The plants, however, are going to be replaced by something called blueprints instead that you just buy the digital item outright. I'd go into details about it, but I'm not going to lie. I do not know most of the details when it comes to a game I do not play. So while it's an interesting gesture for Epic Games to try and do away with one of the most dreaded things in all of... I hope that car alarm wasn't picked up by the mic. Anyway. As much as it's a good gesture of faith that Epic is trying to get rid of loot boxes in one of the, one of the bigger games they have, let me propose a new idea for you. Get rid of them in Fortnite. And I don't just mean in certain modes of Fortnite. I mean period. Do it. Come on, Epic. Mr. We're out there for the consumer and we're trying to be as competitive possible. Do it. Then while you're at it, try actually being competitive in the digital distribution place. Instead of racking up exclusives everywhere. Come on. Do it. I dare you. You won't. We all know you won't. Because when pushed, this is the first time, though, that Epic's actually been, actually taken action. Because every time, every other time that Epic tries to claim that they are for the people, that they are for the consumer, they're all talk. And then do the exact opposite. By the way, if you can't tell, yes. I still really hate Epic. I really do. Like, they are still... They are still... the second most hated gaming company to me. The first still being EA. Uh, all right, I need I need something happy. Oh, hold on here. Oh. I actually just got an article here from Lich Smash about loot boxes in uh, Fortnite. I'll have to come back to that after the break to talk on that. First first things first. Uh let's talk about the, let's talk about the two AMD stories I have here and then we'll get to that and then after that will be the uh will be the Microsoft announcements. All right, AMD announces the Ryzen Pro 3000 series. So right now, 
the Ryzen chips, they can't make them fast enough. And I kid you not, the price of AMD chips are actually going up. In fact, I actually think I have that story somewhere later on in my stack. And I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, it's actually the next story. All right. But while that's going on, AMD has announced the Ryzen Pro and Athlon Pro processors to be used in business machines. And these include certain features like additional security built onto the hardware level to make sure that data cannot be skimmed by various attacks that are like, but not exactly, like Meltdown Spectre and attacks like that. In this case, Ryzen Inspector, or um, I'm sorry, Meltdown Inspector do not affect current Ryzen chips. But if future ones were to come out, these Pro processors have additional measures on them to try and prevent that. And, you know, they're respectable chips. We've got, you know, up to a 12-core chip, but most of them are quad-core. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I No, I know, yes. Up to a 12-core chip, 3.1 gigahertz. But the overall majority are quad-cores, with the Athlon Pros being dual-cores. So they're basically meant as basic drone PCs. We have no prices yet, but honestly... The AMD chips have not been expensive. I imagine that Athlon one is probably going to be like a $40 processor. And also, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like these are going to be sold only to OEMs. So that'd be like HP, that'd be like Dell. So you're going to see them in new... Elite desks and in optiplexes. And if Dell is as insane as they usually are, you'll probably see a, a Ryzen 9 Pro inside the baseline Dell Precision Tower. So we will have to see. Maybe, maybe they will sell them to the general public because I wouldn't mind actually doing a comparison. Hey, how much more expensive is it for that additional data protection? Would that extra data protection affect virtualization? All questions that only lunatics like me actually care about. And then, and then, well, the release of the Ryzen 9 3900X, that's the highest end 16 core Ryzen CPU is coming soon, TM, as AMD is still having problems trying to keep up with the demand. But they're saying, hey, that, that 16-core CPU, it's, it's, it's a coming. It's coming. It's coming, but it won't be coming out soon enough. We're going to take a break here when we come back. That Fortnite story I just got, and also the Microsoft news, and I will also be covering what might quite possibly be the last burb story to end last burb stories. You don't want to miss it. 
Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so um, remember how uh, earlier I, I, I was all cocky and daring Fortnite to uh, end loot boxes? Um, they basically have. There still are technically loot boxes within Fortnite, but they are not paid loot boxes. What they do is that within the actual game, when you're doing the single player, you do gain access to free loot boxes, which unlock outfits and whatnot, but the actual store releases what they call, well, they call them X-Ray Llamas because their loot boxes are llamas, which also, not going to lie, did not know that. And it, it, it basically just works as a store. The inventory of what's available at what time is randomized, but you know what you're buying before you buy it. Um, if you ever played Borderlands, it's a lot like the vending machines there. Except in Borderlands, you only pay with in-game currency. You don't actually use real money. By the way, Gearbox, do not ever make a real money vending machine. I will go over there and slap you. No. Just saying. But it's basically just like that. It's like a Borderlands vending machine, except you're using real money. The inventory is is, rand, is randomized based on a certain amount of time. It's eventually refreshed, replaced with different items. So yeah, the whole concept of paid loot boxes, essential, essentially gambling for kids, is gone from Fortnite. All right. Kudos. Congrats, Epic. You you actually did it. All right, bravo. I, I'll give you a pat on the back. I still hate you, though, for trying to preach about being anti-competitive and then going out and basically bribing companies to be exclusives to your terrible digital store that you'd rather just spend money on bribing people to be exclusive on it rather than in, improving the store to actually be actually competitive. Ah! All right, let's actually talk about the Microsoft announcements. Microsoft had their Surface announcement, which, not gonna lie, these announcements are not as big as you think. So I'm actually going to start with the stuff that is available now and then move on to the stuff that's increasingly not available now. We're going to start with the Surface earbuds. These earbuds might in fact be the worst wireless earbuds I have ever seen. So right now it's all the rage is creating basically wireless earbuds just the earbuds portion of earbuds without the wire so they are very easy to, to, to so they're very easy to lose and you have to keep around a carrying case but the convenience is that they're nice and stealth nobody knows you have them on unless they're airpods in which case you look like you have toothbrushes hanging from your ears but i digress The Surface earbuds, first off, they are $250 for wireless earbuds. 
But their whole thing is that they are enormous and flat. It looks like you have giant gaudy earrings inside your ear. But the sole reason they're done for that is so that you can just tap on the flat surface in various ways, shapes, and forms to control the earbuds. So, like, swipe forward to to go next track, swipe back to go right. I don't know if those are the actual gestures. I'm just making examples. Tapping to start, tapping to stop. And also, they have built-in real-time translation. Which would be cool if it weren't for the fact you could just get normal headphones and have that same sort of feature with any Android phone in existence. Including cheap ones. Like, like, use this for example, okay? You could get the $250 Surface earbuds, or you could get a Samsung A80 for $300 and a $5 set of headphones and also have all those same features and have a phone. I'm not going to lie. The Surface earbuds by far are the dumbest thing at this press announcement. They really are. I don't even think I talked about them during the early bird briefing. It, it was just such a why. All right. Next up is the Surface Pro 7. This is their... I want to make sure I actually have the size right before I actually say this word. All right. It is it is. It is a 12-inch tablet. It's pretty much exactly like the last gen Surface Pro. 12-inch screen, 2 by 3 aspect ratio, which is awkward, but nowhere near as awkward as having a hole cut out of your screen looking at you, Samsung. And has all the various multi-touch functionality that you you'd expect and keyboard sold separately but that keyboard cover is still really nice in addition the surface pro 7 also adds usb type c after 10,000 years however i don't know if it can charge via usb c i think it still has to charge through its proprietary magnetic port the surface pro 7 runs on the new 10th generation Intel processors with the options of a dual core i3, quad core i5, and quad core i7 with 4, 8, or 16 gigabytes of RAM, as well as also 128, 256, 512, or 1 terabyte of internal storage. Integrated Intel GPUs, the price starts... I want to make sure I actually get this right before I say words... The price starts at $750, which isn't bad. Honestly, if it were me, I would go with the $900 version. That's a quad-core Core i5, 8 gigs of RAM, and 128 gigs of internal storage. Like, that seems about the perfect balance for a tablet like this. That $750 model, eh, that 4 gigs of RAM, that's uh, that's no. That, that's a big no-no. 
However, if you're a real lunatic and you get the uh, the top tier model, uh, you will be coughing up twenty three hundred dollars for a tablet. Don't, don't do it. Friends, don't let friends buy twenty three hundred dollar tablets. There's better things to do with your life, like literally anything else. The Surface Laptop also got an update, and I, 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 this is a mixed bag. So, full disclosure here, I hate the Surface Laptop. Like, I actually hate it. The Surface Laptop, to me, is a terrible, underlying terrible laptop in terms of longevity. Everyone else raves about, about its resolution, about its about its keyboard feel, about its lightweightness. They love that part. As far as an actual functional laptop, it's great. The moment you have to repair it, it's, I kid you not, it is literally impossible because they glued the blasted thing shut. And maybe you consider me a a freaking old timer for thinking, oh, you want to repair your laptops? You're a weirdo. I do. It's what I do. I squeeze as much life as I can out of my tech. It's why my streaming computer is 10 years old. It's why my gaming computer is... How old is that thing? Six years old? Seven years old? Something like that. It's why my laptop is seven years old. I get as much life as I can out of them. And when you send me a laptop that is glued shut, and in order to get in, literally you have to destroy the laptop, it is a deal shatterer to me. Now, I don't know if that's the case with the Surface Laptop 3. Maybe it's actually held together with screws. Maybe you can actually repair the blasted thing. That'd be a great improvement. But what's really interesting about this model is the fact that not only is there the normal 13-inch, but there's also a 15-inch model. Let me list off the specs for you on the 13-inch model. You have the option of a quad-core Core i5 or quad-core Core i7, an Intel Iris Plus graphics card, and supposedly removable solid-state options of 128, 256, 512, and 1 terabyte. So the fact they say it's removable tells me their repairability might have come to it, in which case, kudos. But I'm not going to pass a recommendation until I see it or have proof. The the weird thing also is that the 13-inch model has... Wi-Fi 6, 802.11ax. So keep in mind, Wi-Fi 6, no Bluetooth though, according to their spec list. Then they also released a fifth, oh, by the way, it also has one USB Type-C. USB Type-C is back to the surface lineup, all right? The 15-inch model though, It runs a Ryzen 5 3580U processor. 
which, oddly enough, it does not say on the Surface website what the specs of that chip is. When we actually go to AMD's site, we get the specs. It's a quad-core chip, 8 threads, base clock of 2.1 gigahertz, can turbo up to 3.7 gigahertz, and is a 15-watt TDP. Why didn't they just tell us that? The 15-inch model also has options for Vega 9 and Vega 11 graphic cards. The other oddball thing... And Unjust actually just pointed this out is that it's a Ryzen 3000 series chip, but, but, the fact that it only supports PCI Express 3 and, I want to actually find this quick for myself, there it is, the fact that it's constructed under 12 nanometer process makes it seem last gen. Something weird's going on with this chip. But regardless, it means that we have the smaller versions running on Intel, but the bigger ones running on AMD? And it gets even weirder because the 15-inch model is only using Wi-Fi 5. But that has Bluetooth in it. What? These are going to be very interesting laptops to see what the reviewers have to say. Because, of course, I'm not going to be getting one of these. I'm not a reviewer. I'm a talk show host. They're not going to send me one. It's just, it's just reality. But there's some weird stuff going on here. Prices for this, though, it starts It starts ticking me off because this pricing page is a abominable nightmare. It starts at $9.99 for a Core i5 version, 8 gigs of RAM, and 128 gigs of internal storage, which is not bad. But that also has the Platinum Fabric. Like, all the 13-inch models are fabric. But if you want a 15-inch, those are all metal. Wait. What? The 15-inch models start at $1,200. Again, bizarre things happening with the Surface Laptop. 
And it gets more bizarre when you look at the Surface Pro X. This is a new tablet that was announced that is going to be sold alongside the normal Surface Pros. The Surface Pro X, and yes, it is Surface Pro X, not Surface Pro 10. We're not pulling an Apple here. Has a lot of various interesting improvements. We have two USB Type-Cs. We have a keyboard cover that also has a space to hold the stylus and wirelessly charge said stylus while it's on the go. Hey, good for it. A very flexible hinge. It is much thinner than the other ones and lighter. But the weird thing here is that it runs on a Microsoft-designed ARM CPU. This thing runs Windows 10, but with ARM instead of Intel or AMD. And there is only one model of CPU in there with one custom-designed GPU, which, by the way, we have no idea how well it's going to perform. We have how well Microsoft says it's going to perform. But that's it. Oh, yeah. And this ARM-powered tablet that no one is certain how well it's going to perform, first off, uses Wi-Fi 5. Why you wouldn't just use Wi-Fi 6 when you're designing everything, I don't know. But I guess you just like having last-gen Wi-Fi in there because raisins. (sighs) What? And then apparently the SSD is removable on this as well. Was it removable on on the Surface 7 and I missed it? No, the the SSD is not removable on the on the Surface Seven, but the but the SSD is removable on the Surface X, and this starts at a thousand dollars. And there's four models of this. We have eight gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage for a thousand. 2D6 storage with 8 gigs of RAM for $1,300. 16 gigs of RAM with 2D6 storage for $1,500. And 16 gigs of RAM and 512 storage for $1,800. By the way, that keyboard case that's specifically designed for it with that specially designed stylus. Um... The keyboard. You're 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 not gonna like it. Two hundred and seventy dollars for the keyboard. One hundred and forty-five dollars for the pen. For the keyboard and pointing device. It is over $400. 
My entire gaming setup costs four hundred dollars. Granted, my entire gaming setup is also like basically a scrapyard wars winner, just because of the various components I I hunted down for it. But I digress. I'm sorry, that's absurd. That means if you want this lap tablet that you have no idea how much it's going to cost, that you have no idea how much it's going to perform, you have to buy, you have to spend $1,400. But here's the kicker. Uh, Rabbit Amy in the chat says these, these, it's very similar to how Apple prices their accessories. You know what the worst part is? These are worse than the Apple accessories for the iPad Pro, which is clearly what the Surface Pro X is marketed against. The keyboard case for the Mac for, for the iPad Pro is $150 and the pen is $100. Like, that's the worst part. This is worse than the worst industry offender of this. Oh, we are starting to run out of time, and we still have a lot more to go. Let's actually talk about the the only two things that people are talking about from the Microsoft Service event. Because let's be honest, everything I talked about so far up to this point... Very few are talking about. Some people might be talking about the Surface X. But the various updates and the and the earbuds, almost no one's talking about. Everyone's talking about the two folding phones. The Surface Neo and the Surface Duo. The Surface Duo, and I want to make sure I have these two correct. Because one is a smaller smaller version of the other. Okay. The Surface Duo is an Android-powered smartphone that has two screens and folds completely in half. And it can, in fact, fold both ways completely. All right? This is not to be confused with, say, the Fold, which has an AMOLED screen that is foldable. This is two separate LCD screens with a very small bezels. And this is also using that same custom chip that the X10 is. Or the 10X, I'm sorry. And it will be a phone. And it's going to be a fat phone, I might add. This sucker has two... 5.6 inch displays and its aspect ratio appears to be a three by two. So it's not going to be like our phones, which are either 16 by nine or even wider screen than that. But here's the thing. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's been talking about <gasps> Microsoft teamed up with Google. Oh, <gasps> a folding phone. We've, Never seen that before. 
a phone with two displays. We've never seen that before. Except you twits have! You've all seen it before! Even chat knows that you that they've seen this before. Like that's the part that drives me insane about the service announcement. The thing that people are like gawking over is old tech. The only thing that is actually innovative about these two, don't get me wrong, is the fact that they are using super thin cables that are still durable, flexible, and the fact that the folding display can fold all the way around. That actually is new, and that is remarkable. And, again, don't take my rage the wrong way. I think this is a very cool device, and it could be very interesting depending on the price. But the hype this device has gotten is maddening. For two reasons. One, it's a dual screen device. We've seen them. Neat. It's going to have new software to try and mature this kind of technology and be super cool. You know, awesome. But you want to know the other reason why no one should be excited about this, why none of this really matters? This thing is estimated to come out in over a year from now. This is expected to launch, quote-unquote, holiday 2020. This sucker is 14 months out. It is over a year out from existing. This has nothing. Ah. This has no place being in an announcement about current product releases. And that's what the Surface event is. This was something that should have been shown off at CES. This is something that will be shown off at CES. I guarantee it. And yes, I'm going to have very similar opinions about the Surface Neo, which is a... Basically a bigger version of the Duo, except instead of running Android, the Neo runs Windows 10X. This is the supposed lighter version of Windows 10, which is looking like it's not going to be a lighter version of Windows 10. But the unique thing about it is that it has functionality to support dual screens. And also to better support this kind of laptop format we've been seeing kind of shown off recently with a good chunk of screen above the keyboard. Because that's what the Neo has as well. It has a physical keyboard that can magnetically attach to the bottom screen. And then it'll intelligently adjust the bottom screen to only use what's visible. And you can also slide up that keyboard to have the bottom chunk of that screen then be used as a trackpad. 
So there's an interesting marriage of hardware and software between the two, but it doesn't matter because they're more than a year out. I hate to be the guy to throw cold water on this hype train, but why are you getting excited about things that aren't even, that are going to be, that aren't coming out for 14 months? So much can happen in that amount of time. These could end up existing with, with freaking Full foldable OLED screens for all we know by then. These could launch as a tri screen device. These could launch as a one screen device for all we know. To answer some of the questions that were asked in chat, no, I don't know if there's going to be a headphone jack. I think. By the at the same point of hey, you know it's more than a year out. For all we know, by the time these come out, headphone jacks are going to be outlawed. There's going to be headphone police out there saying all headphones have to be wireless or some stupid nonsense like that because that seems to be about the path we're going down now. <sighs> okay, I think I've calmed down enough. The only thing that could make me angry if is if there was a lambda ad over over on the sidebar. Oh, there is. There's another company I should rant about. Because, man. I've been seeing a lot of ads for that because apparently Google has figured out that that I'm really into uh, workstation hardware. But holy cow, the way they spec up their computers is dumb. Like, super, super dumb. Like, offensive to my intelligence, dumb. All right, let's quickly fire through what we have left because we are already 13 minutes over time. All right, Android Auto will wirelessly work with will wirelessly work with certain modern Galaxy phones. So, if you have Android Auto or get a new dashboard system like thing, whatever the heck it's actually called, It can now work with, and I quote, the Galaxy Note 10, the Galaxy Note 10 Plus, the Galaxy Note 8, Galaxy Note 9, S10, S10 Plus, S10e, S8, S8 Active, S8 Plus, S9, and S9 Plus. Basically, Galaxy phones that have worked, that have been in existence for the last three years. All right. Neato, super cool. All that sort of jazz, I'm kind of surprised it didn't work in the first place, which makes me raise a whole lot of questions about that later on. Intel is feeling the pressure from AMD has leaked spec sheets from a media person that if it's ever found out is going to lose all sorts of cred with Intel because they went and leaked out embargoed info, says that the Cascade Lake, excuse me, the Cascade Lake X CPUs, these are the enthusiast chips, could uh, include an 18-core processor for under $1,000, which still sounds stupid expensive, but considering the fact how high the X-series processors have been before, this is a huge drop. Huge, 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 huge drop. That being said, though, um, I'm not going to be buying one, like, at all. 
just for comparison, the 9900X, which was a $1,000 processor last year, the 10, the, the 10900X, that is an awkward model number to say, is another 10-core processor that is 200 megahertz faster for $590. That is a huge drop. So, chat's all of a sudden going like, "Yeah, you're 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 AMD guy. You are AMD guy for life." Like, I'll be perfectly honest. I've been contemplating building a new rig, and it probably would be Threadripper based because I'm that kind of insane. That kind of an insane lunatic. But it's not because I'm an AMD fanboy. I am a very cost-conscious kind of tech guy. I mean, for crying out loud, my setup's built out of used workstations. Anyway, we need we need to burn through what I got because I need to talk about this last burb story. SSDs are going to be getting cheaper and bigger. Thanks to PLC. New discoveries, thanks to Intel and Toshiba, potentially are able to expand what NAND cells can do. And because of it, we will be seeing bigger, cheaper SSDs. Hey, however you do it, however you do it, I am all for it. Please, give me. Just just give it to me. I'd press a button, but I don't know if the if the podcast would hear it. All right, Instagram is rolling out a feature to help fight bullying. I have so many questions. The way the technology would work is that you report a person and they would basically be shadow banned. That person would not be able to post. Well, they'd be able to post, but all their posts would be hidden, and they would never know if people read them or not. On one hand, hey, you know, that's great. Cyberbullying is is a big problem. On the other hand, couldn't this feature also be used to bully? I might just be a bit worried about how it could be exploited. Sony is going to be opening up PS4 cross-platform multiplayer access to all developers. That's right, my friends. If you, like me, are platform agnostic and are sick of finding out that, oh, your friend went and got that game on this platform as opposed to yours, Sony is pushing one step closer to the cross-platform utopia every gamer has wanted since the dawn of literally the internet. Or just ever, really. EA vows to fix FIFA 20's broken career mode. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I only included this story to make fun of EA. 
Because here's, here's my questions. First off, EA, you release the exact same game every year. Every year you release a new FIFA with nothing changed. An NBA game with almost nothing changed. A Madden game with almost nothing changed. You literally re-release the same game every single year. How the heck did you break it? It is... <laughs> you, you literally don't change anything. But they somehow broke career mode, but they vow to fix it. All right, just join with me in laughing at the fact that EA broke the unbreakable. (laughs) Uh, Uber is going to be letting you record audio of your ride, but only if your driver is creepy. What? So, what? (laughs) So what justifies if an Uber driver is creepy? Like, this is actual important information. And also, is this going to be built into the app? I mean, I suppose that's what it sounds like. But what was stopping me from before if I thought that my Uber driver was... a, a weird, creepy, molesting serial killer from just you know, popping over my phone and recording it and using it as evidence in the first place. This is one of the, this is, I kid, it's not one of the reasons, but this is also why I'm glad that I decided long ago that I enjoy driving. So that I don't have to worry about creepy Uber, Uber drivers that apparently exist. I don't know, maybe because I'm in maybe because I'm in Wisconsin. Everyone just seems too nice unless they're Jags. And then the rest of us nice people just shun them because they're Jags. Samsung's home Bixby speaker that you completely forgot about has missed yet another launch date. Yes, Samsung had plans to release a Bixby speaker. A phone, a speaker with their Bixby assistant built into it, which, yes, has the trigger word Bixby. But I feel perfectly fine saying the word Bixby because I know 0% of you actually use Bixby. Quick, raise your hand if you use Bixby. Hey, look, no hands were raised. What are the odds? Oh, wait, it's actually a solid wall I'm looking at. I digress. The point is the Bixby speaker has is not launching out again, despite the fact it is now over a year past its original launch date. Amazing. Florida man is at it again. A Florida man was arrested after he was caught cutting the brake lines to electric scooters. Like, okay, real talk for a second. It is actually shocking how much hate the electric scooters get. Now, I'm not going to lie. I am very agnostic about the electric scooters because, A, I don't drive in a downtown Milwaukee where 
pretty much all our electric scooters are pretty much used in our in the area I live in. So I've only seen one electric scooter in real life ever. But holy cow. You either are a user of electric scooters or you are a massive hater of them. Like there seems to be no in between unless you've never seen one. Like already in the chat. Granted, it's only Lich Smash, but we have the note. He is the hero we need, but the hero none of us deserve. You go, Florida man, who we are still convinced is is one person on a massive, weird spree. You go, Florida man. And now we go to the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the day, and possibly of all time. I'm going to give you just the headline and then give you a moment to process it. Man sues Apple claiming iPhone turned him gay. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? So here's the claim. He used an app on his iPhone that involves the cryptocurrency GayCoin. It is unknown at this point if the app mines the cryptocurrency or is just a digital wallet for that particular cryptocurrency. But by holding the cryptocurrency, he was, quote, compelled to try swinging that way and found out that, yes, he swung that way. And therefore, the most logical conclusion, rather than accepting this is who you are, is to sue Apple. Now, in in, in his defense... He is Russian, and that kind of lifestyle is frowned upon in Mother Russia. I just... I just... I, I, there's just too many questions. There are just simply too many questions. I think with that, the only logical course of action is to say, that's it for us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Make sure you also check out our daily podcast, The Early Bird Briefing, which you can find on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, and wherever you found this podcast. And also to check out all the work I'm doing at EagleFalcon.live. Take care, rest well, and have a great day. I just, if you were against that sort of lifestyle, why would you download something that lets you mine gay coin? It.
You know, I hope Russian man is happy because now I can officially add how do I mine gay coin to my freaking Google search history. And the answer is it appears to be do 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 do. I think GPU mined. This is so dumb. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard. The human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard. The human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.